Hey, y'all. Welcome to our podcast, The Pretty Ugly Struggle, hosted by Connie Love and B. Hall. Each week, sit with us as we discuss viral topics, raising kids, relationships, running businesses, and trying to look good while doing it. The mother effing struggle is real. Girl, and I'm your girl Connie Love. And welcome to another episode of the Pretty Ugly Struggle. Ooh, the Nats in Texas is alive and well. Okay. Uh hey. why are <laughs> you getting so blurry on me? You're blurry too. I think it's just the um did you know it says it's gonna do right? Oh, it'll be it, better said. Yeah, let's just hope right. and pray that it's the right. Keep our fingers crossed. Are y'all gonna get or else we're not using them, them no more? Like, yeah. oh, I'm getting sick of them, even though we haven't even really got to experience them. Yeah, we were supposed to start recording this seven o'clock my time. It's nine forty. That's how long we have been. Oh my! Trying to get this thing set up and going. It don't even seem like it's been two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Let's get this okay, show. But we're here. Let's go. Let's get it. That's started. a struggle. We gonna make it look pretty though. But that is a struggle. Good My heart is sweated out. I'm sweating over here. It's hot. Girl, what's been going on? How's your week? My week was great. Um, I went to Atlantic City and New York this weekend with my daughter. We did a little mother daughter trip. How was New um, York with the whole? You know. I mean, everything is normal. Like, I mean, people were being trying to be safe. It's hard to be safe when you're, you know, it's packed. Um, I've been in Times Square where there's millions of people, it feels like. Um, but it was okay. You know, people were respectful, trying to keep their distance. Everybody wore a mask. I mean, it is people are trying to get back to normal, you know. Yeah. So, I didn't see are anything. They are they at 100% capacity? Um, we only shopped. I only took it to New York to go shopping. Oh, I love so it. So every store that we went to was open. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think things were closing a little early in some areas, but other than that, we ran into no problems. Everything was open. Yeah. That's what's up. I've never been yeah. to New York. That sounds like fun. Mm, I'm not a big fan of New York. You know, like I'm not, I like it. No, I don't. I'm just not a big fan of New York. Like, I'm a Southern girl. I keep me in the South. I lived in New York for uh, about six or seven months when I was a flight attendant. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my cup of tea. It's too crowded. You got to take the train everywhere. It's just people are always rushing. Not yeah. my cup of tea. Yeah. I, I, we I, had a good time, though. I definitely want to visit. I definitely want to visit and check it out. So let's hop right in then. Get in there. Let's get in there. Shoot, we took so long right? to get set up that I didn't forget what we were supposed to be talking about. <laughs> well, everybody has been talking about the Joe Budden uh, catastrophe that is imploding as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you guys know that Joe Budden has had a podcast for about four to five years with Rory and Mal. Uh, Mal and... Um, uh, I want to say Rory came in on episode two, from what I'm understanding, and then Mal came on episode 77. And at that point, they weren't making any money, and then they got contracts and lawyers involved, and then they started making some money, like some big-time money. Yeah. And um, 
What else did Mal Woodman? Oh, uh, they came out. Mal and Rory came out and did a sit down and like aired everything out. Was saying they are a percentage based. They have a percentage based partnership. And so basically, profit sharing partnership, kind of. Yeah, like whatever. They let's say there's a million dollars in. Joe Budden gets a certain percentage and, the, and Mal and Rory get a certain percentage. Yeah, when you set up your partnership like a profit-sharing partnership or a percentage-based, basically, if I say 50%, that means I take care of 50% of the expenses and I get 50% of the profit. If you get 25%, you, you are, you're responsible for 25% profits and 25% um, at liabilities. So that's what you know that's what you're splitting you're splitting the liabilities the work and the profits i wonder if they were paying their part as far as like from what i understand though they were shooting at someone's house originally and then they moved to a studio so i guess expenses went up once they moved and um they were basically just saying we just want to see the books because you know they had a hundred dollar hundred million dollar deal on the table with spotify and that fell through because Joe, Joe and Spotify couldn't come to terms. Mm -hmm. So that was off the table. So I guess that's what made Rory and Mal start thinking like, well, if it's the, if, it, if we was about to sign a hundred million dollars, what have we actually been making with this podcast? Yeah. And so they, uh, apparently they had been asking to see the books, see the books and Joe kept giving them the run around and all this type of stuff. So and they then, said it was since 2019. And then when he did send them the accounting, he sent a spreadsheet. That's not accounting, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then it was a $400,000 discrepancy. That Rory found just like that, from what he said. Yeah. So, yes. so of course, he was like, where's my money? Like, what's going on? And they said it wasn't an issue. Like, nobody was accusing, but he would always, get, Joe Budden would always get defensive whenever you ask. Like, hey, where, Which what's is a red going flag. on? Yeah. And when a person does that, a sidebar, well, Joe said that, he was feeling away because he was giving them extra money. Like he was like, he says that he was giving them extra money. He wasn't even looking at the percentage. He felt like he was taking care of his, his boys, you know, like when it'll be like, dang, that's all they getting. I'm gonna give them a little extra. And they didn't even know. So he's upset. Like y'all coming at me like this. And I do this extra, you know what I mean? I don't see Joe giving them extra money just because from the goodness of his heart. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I can't. I can't see it. Now they had an issue because they had they were on tour and they had sold uh, fifteen hundred seats and they got a check for it. And then they went to another city and they sold two thousand seats and they still got the same amount for the fifteen hundred show to the two thousand show. He's like, if we get a percentage, wow, it should be the more. same. It should be increased. Yeah, the profit you know is higher. So. so that's when things kind of started getting heated up as far as like. They really start pressing him about seeing the numbers. And then I guess that's when he sent the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. the spreadsheet. I mean, it got really ugly. You know, he fired Rory online. I mean, yeah. on air. And um, what's his name? But I, I think I relate more to Mal because, is that how he says Mal or Mal or whatever? Because my thing is this. I'm yeah. not, you can steal from me. You can, you can do a lot of shit to me. But what mm -hmm. you cannot do is assassinate my character. I am very big on my character, my reputation, because my name is all I got at the end of the day. Oh. You take away everything else, but my reputation and my name is what means the most. Okay, and and oh the God. thing is, is that you can't, 
the worst feeling in the world is to feel disrespected and played by somebody you call your friend. And like he was saying, he was like, I can't go on here and talk about sweetie, how good sweetie look. And, but I'm really feeling away because my friend disrespected me. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's hard to do that. Like, that's, keep that high high with your ass. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that when yeah. you are in a position like, and that's the only thing that can go wrong when friends start to do business with each other. You start to see things, you start being like, hmm, that don't seem right. The way you moving, and you know, like, and then it, it, it messes up the chemistry if you're a person who cannot act. You know what I'm saying? I'm like yeah. that. I'm that type of person. Like, it's hard for me to be fake. And so I understood where he stood. He was like, I'm not going back until I'm comfortable because now you're, you're, you're assassinating my character. Yeah. So how can I go back to this and be okay when you, when you out here dogging me in the streets? Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna feel some type of way every day. You know what I mean? But Rory is like, he would have went back if the numbers and everything would have checked out. Cause yeah. they kept saying on the when they on their sit down video, they kept saying that it's not about the money, it's not not about the money. And I understand where they were coming from, but it is about the money as well. Like you're stealing from me and you dogging me and you making me look stupid. Like, come on, my dude. I think that they were saying it wasn't about the money initially. Like yeah. they never accused him of, of stealing. Right. Like they even on there, they said we're not saying he stole anything. We're saying his behavior became suspicious. But we don't know if he took anything or not. This yeah. th we're in the the podcast isn't breaking up because somebody missing money or somebody didn't get paid. The podcast is breaking up because the initial conversation was about finances, and that conversation led to disrespect. It led yeah. to secrets. It led to some unwanted um, attacks. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's why they keep saying it's not about the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're not breaking up because we didn't get paid. We're not yeah. breaking up because we wanted more money. We, we, right, we're right, breaking right. up because of the aftermath of all of this. Yeah, like, you moving funny. Like, as not not only as a, a business partner, but as a friend, you moving funny. Like, this ain't what we about, right? Yeah. Like, which one do you think? I'm glad that they came out and spoke on it because he was putting stuff out, Joe Budden was putting stuff out there. That wasn't sitting right with them and they like let, let me let me let me clear my name yeah you know what i'm saying like plus joe has just been real shaky like for years and years like he's made a lot of fucked up moves he's fucked over a lot of people from what i was reading and listening in on but um i i did see that uh rory and mal are going to start their own podcast yeah they actually i saw that i popped it I, it popped up on my youtube today I think it's a good idea. Like, yeah. don't stop doing what y'all are doing. I actually prefer them over Joe Budden. I've never been a Joe Budden fan as a rapper or a podcaster or as a love and hip hop TV personality. Yeah. He's rude. He has an overinflated ego. He's, He's disrespectful. He just yeah. talks like I don't. I, I don't rock with that. Like, like he's so abrasive. He doesn't care how he makes people feel. Like. He's like a bully in a lot of ways too. And he thinks he's so much smarter than everybody else. Everybody else he knows yeah. how to use a few big words. Yeah. Like oh, very condescending when he speaks. Oh yes. That's I, a good word yeah. for it. So I've never I've never really been a big fan of his, you know what I mean? But so yeah. I'm, I'm cool with them doing their own thing. Looking will, forward to seeing what happens. Yeah. I'll yeah. probably listen more with just them two. Yeah. Um, versus him because like I said, I never really liked his opinions. He's too, ugh, 
macho is yeah you know what i mean so and that, yeah. that it's just the whole thing is like and then it makes you look at him funny you lose respect in another capacity like you're the type of person that will some people get so caught up in the money and now i ain't gonna say the money some people get so caught up in the fame the popularity and your egos get so inflated and you're just like, oh, you know what? This like he like he was saying on like his live or something I listened to, he's like, Yeah, it costs a lot of money to run a business. Like, no, you, whatever. You took a higher per- profit, a higher percentage for a profit, you gonna have higher expenses. Yes, it costs to be the boss. That's what they say. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just a it's just a lot and i understand some of the things like that he was saying as far as that portion of it but it is what it is why are you complaining about it at the end of the day you need to treat your co-host your especially people you call friends with respect um I, you know what i think kevin hart said something and kevin hart because he did was you watch his? I, mean, I listened you, to him okay mm-hmm. That was interesting because I wasn't expecting any famous people to tune in. I mean, to chime in on this. But you know, like they don't like each other. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah, they know. don't like each other. I know he used to always say stuff about Kevin Hart. So they don't like each other. And what Kevin Hart was saying was so true. And like he was telling his um, co-host on that podcast, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, what you have to do when you're doing business with friends is you keep the communication lines open. You mm-hmm. never give them the opportunity to guess. You can't say they like Rory and Miles shouldn't have been guessing about the finances. They shouldn't have been guessing about anything that was going on with, you know, with that podcast in no kind of way. Because now you're now when, when I got to guess what's going on, you leaving me too much room to assume too yeah, much room to assume. True. And now we're looking at each other crazy and it's breaking up the chemistry. It mess, it messes it all up when somebody looking sideways, you know? So if you keep the communication lines open, I think you'll be great. And I think that's kind of what Kevin Hart was saying. I wonder if they're going to sign with, like, I think Kevin Hart has his own, and of course Charlamagne has his own network, and I wonder if, if they're going to just do their independent thing or if they're going to sign with someone. Some other network, some big, big network. I'm wondering. If, if Charlamagne is as petty as I think he is. And so is Kevin Hart. They're both, you know they work together. Yeah. They have huh? together, too. Oh, yeah. So, so. one of them is going <laughs> What a pity, mother. Yeah. So that, hey, if it was me, come on over here. <laughs> I think Mandy said on the episode uh, when she was like, Joe Budden's podcast is death row. <laughs> Speaking of Mandy, <laughs> I don't even like her fucking name. Um, you know that there was issues on that new podcast that they have on Joe Budden's network. Um Here's the thing, or see the thing is. Uh, I think see the thing is, yeah. See the thing is, something like that. See, here's the thing, something like that. Anyway, it was uh, Mandy, Bridget Kelly, and Olivia Dope. They had an all-female cast. And they had done some uh, quite a few episodes all together. And I think it was episode 16 or 17 where Joe popped in on the podcast. And um, things just went left after that. And, and even that. I don't mean to interrupt, but even that showed his character. He's so fucking messy. Like, as a man, you get on there, and he was throwing, like, ooh, did y'all see Girl, I Guess, um, pie intro? Like, yeah, was, even as a man, yeah, like, like, even as a man, it was just so catty. Yeah. Huh? What'd you say? They were already upset about it. Yeah, and you just wanted to poke and pick and... 
just to keep any I, I don't like people who will do anything for a view a rating or a dollar mm. like don't sell your soul or don't put yourself out there or mess up other what other people got going on just for those three things and people will do it a like a view a dollar <laughs> people will sell their souls for those things these days that is the times we living in that is for sure yeah. um and you could say I watched an episode as, as the day it viewed, um, the day it aired, and you could just tell that Olivia Dove was really uncomfortable with the conversation. Of course, it was edited when we got when the audience got to see it, but it was still you could tell that this is weird. So let a little background. So Olivia Dope was like the third cast member. It was three of them on there. Olivia Dope just ends up leaving. Nobody knows why she leaves the show. You know, everybody, we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. Like the audience, people who watch, nobody knows. Okay, why did she leave? She just left one day. They never addressed it. They never talked about it. But she ends up putting out this video telling just why she's she been gone for like three months. Yeah, just disappeared, right? And she puts out this video telling why she left. And it's basically because she said Joe Budden sexually harassed her on that episode that we were referring to. So I'm going to play this little clip. Let me see if it'll play. Let's see. He tells her, hit a button, bitch. You know, like, and she's like, she tries to laugh it off. Like, she's like, ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? And you could tell she was like uncomfortable as heck. You know what I mean? And she actually goes on and tells more, like, of these, this whole episode, he was just doing all these different things that were ridiculously disrespectful. Yep, talking about wanting to have sex with her or he would fuck all his female ho uh, co-hosts or whatever if he had a podcast with all women and telling her something about, I guess she had a shirt they were showing cleavage and they was like, she carrying the show because y'all over here, are all, you need to show more cleavage, you need to be more sexy, you need, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Like the whole time, he wasn't there the whole uh, episode though, I don't remember him being on the whole time, but in that few minutes he was there it was still like whoa and then she said when he's he's like let's hug it out and then he grinds her when he decides to hug it Middles out and dips. yeah and the, the thing is is that and then you insinuated wanting to fuck her more than once and then you go on another podcast on, on your own after podcast that and after that and talk about how you want to you got your female podcast um host and you want to fuck them yeah like it's just ridiculous like that's just too chauvinistic it's disgusting and he should be completely embarrassed but probably being the narcissistic mother effort that he is he ain't <laughs> he's gonna find some type of way like he's one of them people all press is good press and i am i do not believe that you know and he but he probably one of those people like he don't care as long as people talking yes, about him and watching the youtube channels he, he doesn't even give a damn but you could just watch her and see how traumatized she was yeah you know what i mean like bringing up her daughter like having to explain to her daughter that she allowed someone to sexually harass her and then speak up for herself and you know? of course there's stuff in the background that we haven't seen or heard but she did mention that she told the girl the other two ladies mandy and bridget on the podcast that i mean in group text what was going on and that she was leaving the show and they just removed her from the group chat didn't say anything to a week later to her when she spoke to them individually. This is what uh, Olivia Duck was telling us. Telling us. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that? How do you feel about their? That's why I don't, I've never liked Mandy. I've never liked her personality. I think she's a really big bully. I think she just does anything for a man. 
and I just, I just, I never liked her energy. And so hearing that, hearing, hearing Olivia say that, I'm like, I believe it. And then apparently, so I, I also listen to Jesse Wu. She does this. Uh, I'm triggered on YouTube, and Jesse Wu is, you know, she's in the podcast world, so she knows all the ladies and all that type of stuff. And she's really good friends with Olivia Dope, right? So she said, you know, she's been talking to her this whole time. And apparently Mandy and Wheezy have a Patreon, of course. And on one of their Patreon episodes, she alluded to Olivia hitting her. And I was just like, what? Like, well, how did this escalate to somebody being physical with somebody? Like, I just thought that was really odd. But Jesse Wu was like, she'll go on Twitter and she'll throw shots at her and She's always talking about protect protect black women, protect black women. But in this instance, you can literally protect this woman that is your co-host, that's supposed to be your friend, and you chose not to. You just removed her from the group chat and go, went on with the show like it was nothing. Went on having other guests on like it was nothing. Like in that situation, you want to stand with your with your friend, with your co-host, with your woman, with your you know comrade. Like let's get to the bottom of this and see if we can salvage this and fix it. If we can't, okay. Let's let's make sure she is comfortable in every way, shape, or form that we can as her friends, as her as her co-hosts. Like I just thought that was real shitty of them. But Even she did say, but she did say that um, you know she was like at first she just agreed because she didn't want to go against the grain. Like yeah, it's okay, you can post it. Or How whatever. often have people have women done we that? Do that all the time. We we do it all the time. Yep. Um, and then she said Mandy is the one who was like, hey, you might want to look at this. I know mm -hmm. it doesn't sound bad, but visually it's you know you might want to take company. it out so she did consider that you know what i mean mm -hmm. um which was good but to say that no conversation was had and they just removed you like but some people are okay like that's that's where again it's like we're at a, we're in this world where you're willing to do whatever because you want to be famous because you want to be seen because you want to be known because you want to be you want a couple of dollars you'll you'll destroy you'll destroy relationships you will not take up for your friends, you know, or take up for your co-host. Like it's, I just that that whole Jesse situation. Was like, why are you doing this? Is it for a dollar? Is it so you can go to Joe's pool parties this summer? So you can be in the in crowd? Like, what was the purpose of you shitting on Olivia? You know, on your podcast or whatever? Like, Jesse Wood was going in on her. I was like, I'm glad somebody spoke up. Uh, I feel so bad for her because working in a predominantly male atmosphere. I have encountered that situation so many times mm. or you just gotta laugh it off or you know just be like oh, okay because you don't want to rock the boat yep you know you don't you, so you laugh it off you make a joke back and you just hope and pray that they don't do it again you know because otherwise you're gonna make this big deal and you gotta now you gotta look at everybody else like you're the difficult one and you know yeah. it's just jokes but Sometimes you, if a joke makes me feel uncomfortable, it's no longer a joke. Also, you're still my boss, and we don't have that type of relationship. Type of rapport, and that's what she was saying. I didn't we really tell you before we came on this podcast. We don't have a personal relationship. Like, but as my boss, like, I mean, that as a boss, as a man, like, you're not a young twenty-four-year-old boy trying to holler at a girl. You're a forty-some-year-old man. You don't talk to women like that. You just don't talk to women like that. You don't call women bitches. You don't talk about how you want to fuck them. Like, that's just the most disrespectful shit you can do, especially on air where thousands and millions of people have access to it. It's just a certain way you shouldn't want to carry yourself because it's going to 
not allow you to get in certain rooms. And Mandy did come to her defense on that when he did call her a bitch on the podcast. She was like, you can't call a woman a bitch unless you're a gay man or her friend. Like, you can't just be calling women bitches. But she, I mean, it was still like a laughing kind of mood type stuff, but it, she did say that in, in her defense. But yeah. he, kept, he kept going on and yeah, it just got ugly. It got real bad. Got and it's just, and it's, it sucks that she had to even endure that like i really really hate that for her and of course the people are blaming her like why she want to come out now and speak on it why didn't she say something then why didn't she speak up while she was on the podcast why didn't she say it made her feel uncomfortable while she was on the podcast and i think i think um, she did an awesome job explaining all of that she, she said you know when you're in that situation you want to kind of keep the flow she was maintaining her professionalism she was trying to laugh it off trying to keep it going he was persistent and consistent with his remarks so what i don't have to come out right away i went she did what she was supposed to do let me speak to my lawyer yeah she quit right away she's like i'm not coming back to that yeah you know what i mean let me go speak to my lawyer let me figure out the way i'm supposed to handle this before i just jump off and just go off you know what i mean and that's what we're expected to do yeah, but very professionally honestly very very well she did and and even disappearing for a moment gathering yourself, gathering your thoughts, figuring out how you want to address it. That that shows a lot of tact, a lot of class. You know, she just- Her character, she mm -hmm. dope. She is Olivia dope. <laughs> yeah, let me give her a round of applause. I think yeah. I got her. Much respect, much respect. I hate that you're going through that, but we with you. And the whole victim blaming shit, y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta freaking stop. Like, uh, that shit, every, every time I'm reading those comments, like, I'm on her, I'm like, taking up for her. Yeah. You don't know what it's like, you know, man, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. You really don't, even when you go to the goddamn gas station, you have all kinds of people hollering at you and doing this, and you don't know if to trust this person, not trust this person. It's just, it's just some weird shit that be going on with women, and it's, uh, having to do that in the public eye y'all can see it for yourself y'all can read it y'all can all this like you can see that's just one small thing and that was a professional situation imagine when you're not on camera the things that women have to go through like please shut yeah. the fuck up if you don't if you are there you don't understand if you're not a woman you never went through that shut the fuck up forever in the world <laughs> shut the fuck up forever but yeah. In other news, because fuck Joe Budden. Oh, I said it. Trash. Fucking trash. But yeah, that's it. Um, oh, all that podcast drama. Girl, the podcast world on fire right now. Girl! And they keep coming. Every you know, uh Barack Obama got a podcast that who is this with? Um uh, what a uh, he's a rock star. Have you heard it? Mm -mm. <sighs> Honestly and truly, I haven't even been listening. I haven't been listening to podcasts. I've been so freaking busy. Rock star, and I his name escapes escapes me. Anyways, he has a podcast, and then I just heard that Dave Chappelle is coming out with a podcast. It's going to be on a paywall, which means like a Patreon type of thing. But yeah, everybody is just joining the podcast world. So yeah, good luck. I mean, it messes up for the little people who, you know what I mean? Because now if you have to listen to Dave Chappelle, if you got a choice to listen to Dave Chappelle, uh, Michelle Obama, all these great people, 
on your free time, you're going to listen to the great people. Then it, it reduces the people who want to listen to the little people. So it makes it a little bit harder for the little people to... Mm -hmm. <laughs> from the bottom <laughs> yeah so you should you have to have caught on to that god dang on podcast world before it became the podcast world you know yes. so you have to get on that y'all should follow our youtube by the way we're almost to somebody was knocking we're almost to four thousand watch minutes and we need to get to a thousand subscribers so that we can grow this and make some moolah you know what yeah. i'm saying um Follow us on the YouTube, The Pretty Ugly Struggle. Also follow us on Instagram. And we do have a Twitter, The Pretty Ugly Struggle. Um, did you want to talk about the PPP situation? We got time. Um, what was it, though? You had sent me an article of somewhere. Basically, everybody going to jail. <laughs> everybody going to PPP prison. <laughs> PPP prison. <laughs> no. If you, cause see what people didn't understand, like when they did the PPP and they did it illegally, when they were, when people were filling out those forms for them, they, they were putting that their business made a hundred thousand dollars in 2020 in order to get $20,000 in 2021. So when they go to file their taxes, they're not putting that they made a hundred thousand dollars in that business. So the government like, hey, on this you said. Well, we don't even know yet if that's gonna be the case. Like, so well, in two cases that I seen, that that was the issue. So, so they, they didn't know what the business was. The person put on their shit when they was gonna file their taxes. They didn't know their so EI. Huh. So these people are, so the ones that with the people that are like facing charges now, these are people who are making up businesses that have employees, right? Mm -hmm. So that hundred, yeah. so the hundred thousand dollars that you're referring to, that's for only self-employed people. That's where you're capped at. You're capped at that self, that hundred thousand right, right, self-employed right. person. Um, because the thing is, is that with the PPP, they're only asking for a draft of your schedule, schedule C. Right. So they're not saying send me the one that you actually submitted. So that's the only thing that you can say, OK, well, I didn't file that because it was a draft. Right. Okay. And so that's the only thing that would cover those people that you see going to jail. They are making fake documents, which are like so when you have employees when you're not self-employed, you actually are a small business What's that stands for. What is it? Paycheck Protection Program? Program. So mm -hmm. what the PPP is, is just two and a half months of your payroll. So if you have that hundred thousand, so if you put that hundred thousand, you divide that by 2.5, that's where you're getting that $20,000. Yeah. That's how that's calculated. It's two and a half months of payroll. The, the government is expecting you to use that, that $20,000 for the self-employed people for your payroll for eight weeks. Cause you said that that's what you're lacking. Right. And then you fill in your paperwork to get it forgiven. It right. is the people who are saying people are getting millions of dollars, and those are the people that are saying, "Hey, oh, no." How did I you? How much did he get? Baby blue, uh, baby boy blue. What's that boy name from Pretty Ricky? Um, he got millions. Anyway, so mm -hmm. a lot of those when those people are getting millions of dollars, what they're doing is they're falsifying businesses. They're saying, "I have a business and it has thirty employees, and each one of those employees are making sixty thousand dollars." So they're getting all of this money yeah. now you're because when you own a business and you found like self that's the difference self-employed and owning a bit and, and being a business owner are yeah. two completely different things yeah. if you don't pay payroll to anybody besides yourself you're considered self-employed 
Right. If you pay payroll to other people, well, then you have other documents you have to file as a business owner. You got to give them people W-2s or whatever way you pay them. Some people, like I pay my employees 1099s. They're contractors. They can go file their own PPP, you know, because that's the way I pay them. So they're contractors. But so they're falsifying these documents saying I had this many employees. So now the government is like, well, where are all these W-2s at? Because you're supposed to submit these documents. Now, those little Schedule C's, that 20000 I just think they're going to end up having to pay some taxes or something. I don't think they're about to do nothing major to those people. It's some people who... or something. Yeah, they might do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when they go... Even when you get charged for tax evasion, people, they don't want the little man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they want the big man because because then you're committing a federal crime anyway, and federal time is based off of how much money you scammed. The, you scammed. You get what I'm saying? You you scam the government out of millions, you get more time. Scam mm-hmm. the government out of thousands, you get a little bit of time. You know what I mean? So I just don't think that the $20,000 people about to go to jail, but it's going to be a lot of them big-time scammers. That what I thought was odd with it is... Um... There's some business owners. I'm in like this little group, and there's some business owners in there, and they were saying they didn't even qualify for it. But the people that are falsifying their documents are getting it like easy, no questions asked. They're like, "How the fuck is that, huh?" That's how the world works. That's what the government. The government is the scam artist themselves. Like it's a setup. They were saying they feel like it's a setup, like to get black people or poor people to do this illegal shit, like make it easy for them to do it. So they can nah, because I'm going to tell you, them up, them, they figured it out first. Oh, they, they figured it out first. Like the big people? white people, they figured it out first. We got, we, we get to every scam late. We do. That's we get a- to every scam, any blue collar crime, we get there late. We get to everything late, including crime. You know what I mean? So they figured it out first. So I don't, I don't think it was a setup. I think that Black people started seeing the opportunity and taking advantage of it. And then what, which what we always do and we end up getting caught and then we get, you know, the shorter end of the stick, you know, yeah. so, cause we're targeted a little bit more, but girl, no, I don't think it was set up. I think it was put in place for the right reasons, but people just started to yeah. figure out a loophole. Yeah. And just took advantage of it. You know, I was, like, I was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't gonna touch it. I'm fine. I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be okay. I haven't got. I didn't get it either. I don't have no employees. It's just me. I'm just self-employed. But you could have still got it. But you still get it. If you, you, you don't have to falsify your documents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get it because I still was making money during the pandemic. You know, so I didn't. You know, but I just think that I ain't mad. Get your twenty G's and have a good time. I am not mad at. I like seeing black people. Be on top for a minute. People traveling, people doing things they ain't never had a chance to do. I be, I even know people who are actually starting businesses. They have one no, of those. They're starting businesses with their money. So I hope and pray that the government don't come back. And- I, I just don't like seeing the people all at the Gucci stores now that you got your little 20,000 PPP. Like, do something better with your money. Girl, let them people live their life for once. No! Live your, li- live your no. best life. And then call me and I'll try to do your taxes for you. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Nah, never no. mind. I don't Make know. Don't part tell with that money. Put that in a fund for your kids or something. Like, do something productive with it. Like, not just go buy a goddamn Gucci bill. Like, fuck Gucci. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully y'all make it out all right. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as we think. I think a lot of people are going to go to jail, but those are going to be the people who are, are being dead. very excessive with it. And but I pray that this ain't nothing that's going to hurt the black community too much, you know. Don't put us further in the ditch than we already are. We already got to climb out. Count it as our reparations. <laughs> well, that would be great. Can we? I'm loving seeing the balling that's going on in the world right now. My timeline is lit, honey. My timeline is lit, baby. Um, yeah, so that's that on that. Um, what else we got today? Do we have a pretty girl, pretty boy? Um, the pretty girl of the week. I wanted to give it to two people, actually. I definitely wanted to give it definitely to Olivia Pope. Dope, I'm sorry, Olivia Dope. She is like, I mean, she just displayed a lot of class, you know, and being a woman that's dealt with everything probably under the sun that she described in her, um, I don't want to say her post, um, just describing the situation. She handled it very well. She described it to a T. She was very informative. She, you could tell, like, she really thought about it. She took her time. You could tell she was nervous, you know. And she handled it with, with class. And she definitely represents the pretty ugly struggle. Like, she, yeah. y'all don't understand the hats that women wear. You don't understand what we go through as just being a woman, you know. And I'm not even going to just say attractive women. All women. Yeah, You know, everybody goes through that shit. Women, and she just handled it extremely well, and I'm glad for her. I'm glad that she had a voice. I'm glad that she did it with poise and dignity and honor, you know? Story, yeah. Okay, so applause to her again. Um, Who else? Um, I said Vanessa Bryant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave that speech um, accepting Kobe Bryant's, um, not, what is it, award or acceptance into the Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. You know, she did it so, I, I watched it and she did it so well. Like, you could tell she was nervous. She didn't cry. She spoke about her husband and she was proud and her yeah. daughter. And I just, Ooh. I can only imagine what this woman has been going through for the past year has it been a year you know since this happened yeah she's just been dealing with a lot and she is she just she's holding herself up and i can i cannot imagine losing a child and my husband at the same time yeah and she's holding herself up and representing them both very well so i definitely think she deserves a round of applause because she represents again that pretty ugly struggle you cry she probably cry every night but getting out there and accepting an award with so much poise and dignity it is something to apply too like she's had some dealings with nike and things like that like now handle business stuff so take care mm -hmm. of her family like dealing with the stuff with the 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 people who videotaped it or took pictures of the scene or whatever, the pilots or whatever, just all of that. She's, she's handling it all. And then another thing I noticed too, she invited his parents and you know, he didn't really have a good relationship with them, but she did invite them to that night and she shouted them out and she gave them their reverence that was due. That takes a lot of class for lack of better words, you know? Um, So she definitely deserves another round of applause as well. So the women, just man, women, 
I love y'all. Like women, y'all are the truth. I love being a woman. I love being a black woman. Ooh, we do this thing, y'all. And we don't get to pat ourselves on the back very often. So pat yourselves on the back, ladies. Make sure you do that every morning. Tell yourself, thank you. Tell yourself, you you are the bomb. You are the shit. You you deserve it all. You Remember that. Keep it up. Do we have pretty boys? Um, I have J. Cole, of course. <laughs> Y'all know I love J. Cole. Like, I'm like a big J. Cole fan. Um, he dropped his album. I think it's called, is the album called Off Season? Don't get me um, I think, and he, and I watched his little documentary that he did, and it was just, it was just dope. Like, he he represents himself very well. Yeah, it's called the off season. Um, the songs I listened to it maybe four or five times so far. I've been so busy this week, so. But um, all of the songs jam. I never expect anything less from him. I love the little documentary that he did because he just talked about like his struggle, like coming off co- being a college student and pursuing his dream. And while all his friends went and got jobs after college, he started trying to be a rapper. You know what I mean? And. I just think that was cool. And then also he announced that he's playing basketball for the African League. I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I know he's going to bring attention to that league. And that's so dope. You know what I mean? So that, come on now, who goes to the motherlands and plays basketball after you're a famous star? You don't have to do that. You know what I mean? So I love that about him. So, of course, I'm going to get him. And that's pretty much all I got. That's who I got. You got anybody special that you wanna? No, I think that's about? it. We wanna give a um, give our prayers out to what's going on in Palestine. Palestine. Is that how you said Palestine? Girl, don't give me the line. Palestine. Because we got a te- we got a Palestine in Texas, so I don't want to repronounce it. <laughs> but um, they are just trying to take over their land. Like all of a sudden. They're at war, basically, and people are being killed. They're doing airstrikes and dropping bombs on residential areas, and people are protesting. I was looking up today. There are over 80 countries that are protesting this, but the United States is not even airing any of it. Like You You know why, right? You understand why? Huh? You, I said, you understand the bad guy, basically. Yeah, like it's like, it's like when your homegirl started a fight and she's wrong. You don't want to tell nobody she's wrong. You just gonna sit there and have her back in silence. Like, okay. we're great. We have ally. Israel is one of our biggest allies. Yeah. You know, they say that we pay Israel at least a billion dollars a year just for to stay at peace. Because, you know, they say that they have um, nuclear weapons is the rumor. They've never confirmed it, but they oh, are known to have nuclear weapons. So they don't want to be on their bad side. And so we're going to make sure we keep them allies tight. And that's been like trying to get my history that I know. You know, I used to be a nerd. That's like 1945 or 1950, somewhere around there, the um, Israel and Palestine war, it goes all the way back. You know what I mean? So, and we were on the side of Israel back then when they did take, you know, the land. Um, it's it's like, just, y'all not enough? Like, y'all, yeah. yeah. Just have this? Like, damn. So it's just been crazy. Like I've been watching all the protesting and stuff, and it's just really sad. It just like hurts my heart, you know, that those innocent people are going through that. So we're sending you our love and our praise. We definitely are. Um, I think that's it, baby. Yay! 
Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, The Pretty Ugly Struggle. I'm your girl, B. Hall. And I'm your girl, Connie Love. See you next week. Hi. Do we ever get an outro? No, we need to do one. Even if we do, just.